Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. I kick you, and then if you feel well enough, you can kick me in the groin. So if you throw up... Yeah, you're done. Their weekly mission, to provide hot takes, medium takes, sometimes annoying takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Luke Anderson. Oh, Heater Locklear, though. Have you seen her? <laughs> That's Heather Locklear that smokes. Super, she's a little trashier, so she's, like, more gettable. Will Darkens. I started to get that feeling again, the college football feeling. It's that time where you uh, realize that on Saturdays and Sundays you can ignore your family. This is the Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show, presented by Frostbrewed Coors Light. The world's most refreshing beer on 1080 The Fan. All right, the college football feeling is uh, starting to fade. We're getting into bowl season. It'll kind of slow down a little bit, and then we'll ramp up for the New Year's games and the college football playoff. Indeed. Ooh, man. Oof. Are you pooped? No, not really. This is my favorite time in the NFL, though. This is always an exciting time. We'll get you your entire list of all of the college football players that will be skipping their bowl games, and we'll do that uh, in the next segment. Uh, this well, is that won't time- take long. There's like 12 of them. Was it really? Yeah. I've got oh, a whole- it was just Will Greer. No, I've got a whole list, buddy. Yeah, Nikhil Harry's out. There's a whole list. We'll go. We'll do the thing. We'll do that next segment. Uh, this is the time that I need to remind you, if you missed hour one, that you can simply go to 1080thefan.com and download the Les Schwab Tires podcast and listen back to it. That'll be posted at the end of the show. Mm. So listen to hour two, then hour one, mm-hmm. and then you'll get all those jokes that you missed. Yeah. And then what I would do is re-listen to hour two. Say so what? And then go back and then listen to the whole thing straight through again. Mm-hmm. So that way you get three and a half, two and a half times. Right. Something like that. Um, I'm going to mention this. Uh, I got a, a text message earlier today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Was it your wife? No. Oh. Well, I got one from her too. But no. They could pick? No, no, no. Oh. I, I, I emailed this out internally around the building, uh, but our friends at the Big Fat Wiener uh, food truck oh. uh, are having a little bit of trouble. Uh, so he's starting a GoFundMe page to try to get the truck up and going. Uh, due to an internal dispute, is there's been a problem, and the, the truck is no longer in the possession of the chef, Dave. And Dave's trying to get it back going. So if you want to go to GoFundMe and look for Big Fat Wieners. They've been on this show several times. Uh, they're always the uh, lunch provider at the 1080 The Fan Golf Classic. Uh, so if you're so inclined, if you are a fan of Big Fat Wieners, uh, go find them on GoFundMe and do as you will. Unfortunate part is uh, you need to go on to GoFundMe before searching that. Uh, make sure you do that because yeah. otherwise a Google, Google search, search results yeah. will be something else. Uh, 55305 is the better you today text line. People are uh, really debating the whole idea. Would you do it with Jody Arias if you knew you were going to get slashed? And I'm going to say no. She looks psycho even in the pictures where she's, she's really not hot, sitting on the stand. Really hot. Pretty psycho looking. Yeah, but I, I mean, but you're saying you, the way you're phrasing it, though, mm. even if you knew you were going to be murdered. Yeah, because if somebody told you, I don't know, pick uh, like Jennifer Aniston. Okay, like, you could be with Jennifer Aniston, but you know she's going to kill you. But you look at that kind of gets me excited. Okay, but you look at her and you go, Ah, Rachel couldn't kill me. Okay, let me make this. Uh, Rachel wouldn't murder me. I look at Jody Aries and go, Oh yeah, she'd totally murder me. Okay, I'm gonna sweeten the deal for you. Okay. You got a 50% chance you could live or die. 
You think you could escape it? That means you wouldn't really enjoy the time in bed. You'd be thinking, like, when's it going to happen? When's she going to give it a try? You, it's a coin flip. Uh, I don't know. She still looks pretty psycho. I think I'm going to pass on her. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold out for uh, one of the Friends stars. Um, NFL. Yes. We are getting into the thick of it. The reason this is my favorite time of year for the NFL is we're starting to get all of those playoff scenarios, and they start to become real. The playoff window was supposed to be closed for the Seattle Seahawks. I called it. You did. Mm-hmm. Right now they're sitting in the five spot. Mm. And if they played tomorrow, they would have the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card game. Ooh. Who, who would you take in Arlington if it were Seahawks Cowboys uh, in the playoffs? That would be hard. And I got to tell you, that would be a great game. They really They've would. already played once this year. The Seahawks won that game. Yeah, they did. But I mean, Dallas has gotten so much better. They yes, just they really have. have. Their defense is really just kind of strengthened up. Honestly, it's really good that they don't have Sean Lee out there for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I know that Sean Lee is supposed to be their leader, but they got better with Sean Lee out. Uh, the addition of Mari Cooper is incredible. They finally realized that, oh, yeah, if we just run the ball more than 25 times a game, we'll probably score more points. And Dak Prescott's looking a lot more comfortable in the pocket. So you have a team that I think uh, – you know, is a lot different than the last time the Seahawks played them. Now on the other side of the ball, man, Seattle is looking more and more solid. Their running game. Oof. Yeah. I mean, it looks like the Seahawks, right? When Pete Carroll got there, which is just, dude, I'm a pound this ball. Well, that's what they've been wanting to do for the last, you know, the entire time Pete Carroll's been there. Really? Yeah. That's what they've wanted to do. But the last few years, they've had a terrible offensive line. They've had uh, a triage of, of running backs where you just have guys that are constantly uh, injured. I mean, Thomas Rawls looked like he was going to be the Marshawn Lynch replacement uh, for a moment, even in Marshawn Lynch's last season when he was, you know, often hurt. Yeah, and then Thomas didn't Rawls didn't survive the rigors of the NFL. Chris Carson had a nice rookie year last year, but ended up getting hurt. And CJ Procise, and I can go on and on with all the Sharp guys Penny. that haven't, haven't been able to take on the rigors of the NFL. Mm. But now you have Chris Carson doing front flips, sticking them, and continuing to run. Uh, you look like you're starting to get a little something from Rashad Penny, so, showing flashes here and there. Mike Davis has been good. And you've got the number one rush offense in football. I mean, granted, they run the ball more than anybody else, but they can do it effectively. That makes it so much easier for Russell Wilson. Tyler Lockett has returned to his all-pro form, and he looks like the fastest guy in the field again, which makes such a difference. And even with Doug Baldwin chipped up, uh, this looks like a really, really good football team. And I don't think you want to play them right now. There's a few other teams I think you like to play less, including the the Rams who are in their division. All right, all right. Well, no, but I don't turn it down. Come on. Would you, a really, really good football team. Come on. Yeah, not a great team. Yeah, they're good. Okay. They're good. All right. They're good in the sense that they're <laughs> they're they're in the wild card and it's midseason and we got some more games to play. Yes, we do. And and this week they've got Minnesota. Minnesota yes. was a team that a lot of people picked to go to the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins was supposed to be the savior. <laughs> a lot of people picked to go to the Super Bowl. Then Kirk Cousins got there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I mean, Case Keenum, Case Keenum had them on the doorstep last year. He really Kirk did. Kirk Cousins is an upgrade, right? And now you look over at Denver, and it looks like the same thing that happened last year with Minnesota, which is they came on late. It's happening in Denver with Case Keenum. They won, like, th- their past three games. Their running game's freaking sweet. Their defense has always been good. But, yep. uh, like, how is it that Kirk Cousins, who – was completely touted up, and I'm totally guilty you of it. You love Kirk oh, Cousins. Oh, I'm totally guilty of it. I, I thought Kirk Cousins should have 
the Jaguars should have gone all or nothing on him and just well, that, signed that him. That might be true still. Well, yeah, well, maybe. But, um, I, I mean, it's incredible how underwhelming they are. And the fact that really the star of that team this year is Adam Thielen. Yeah. Like, there's nobody else. Dalvin Cook has proven to be spotty at best. That defense is okay, but not overwhelming like we once thought. I, I mean, they really are, I think, the biggest disappointment of anybody this season. Huh. I really believe that. Even I know the Packers than, yeah. are kind of up there, but at the same time, you, you almost kind of expected that at some point something would break with McCarthy. I mean, like you said, the Vikings were a Super Bowl favorite. They were in the conversation in the preseason. Now... I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, right now they're on the outside looking in. So they have, that's your Monday night game. That's a huge game. And the funny thing is, it's be a good one. That division is full of disappointments. Mm. The Lions are a constant disappointment. So I don't think that it's a surprise. But still, they they're going to waste the entire career of Matthew Stafford, who's going to be if he plays long enough, can be going after uh, you know NFL passing records. But maybe that's just his DNA. He's a number monster. Um, but he's really never going to play a meaningful football game as long as he stays in a Lions uniform. The Packers are disappointing. The Lions are, or I'm sorry, the Vikings are a huge disappointment. So now you've got the Bears taking on the Rams on your Sunday, Sunday night, night game. Yes. How good is this? And I think next week we start getting Saturday NFL games. Yeah. Ooh, man, I love dude. this time of year. Yeah, um, for me, dude, this is like uh, Sunday night has now become my favorite football i guess event well it's, it's i don't want to say day because it's not, you know it's a it's a portion of a day but you know monday night football used to be so incredible america's uh game of the week on fox usually that three o'clock kick yeah. that one i was starting to like a lot but the 130 you, kick or uh, the 130 i'm yeah. sorry it usually ends around 3 30 yeah. um and I like that game just because uh, as it's ending, you can then go over to NBC and watch Football Night in America, mm -hmm. and it's like a nice little uh, little plateau into your Sunday. Yeah. But, um, like, Sunday night football is so frigging awesome, and the last couple games these few weeks have been so frigging good. And this one, I think, is going to test the Rams more than anything. That game against De uh, Detroit last week, Jared Goff kind of looked like crap, and the defense <laughs> came through for him, and you have to wonder if – this is going to be something you'll see in the playoffs with the Rams where they're going to encounter a defense like say Minnesota, where they just catch them on a bad day. Like Atlanta did last year in the wild card and they get knocked out early. Yeah. Well, it's not easy to, to, to win against playoff caliber football teams. And there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. I don't think that's a surprise, but you have, you have teams that are really battling for it. And I think the, the thing that I'm looking for on Sunday night, which I agree with you, it's, it's the best broadcast team Collinsworth, and um, Al Michaels. Oh, what's his name? Al Michaels, I, I think, are as good as they get. Tariko does a really good job in the spot, the Dan Patrick spot. I'm glad they uh, he took over for Dan Patrick. Yeah. I was kind of pissy about it at first, and then I realized how much I like Mike Tariko. Yeah, Mike Tariko's great. Um, but the, the flex scheduling also lets them move in that game. That's a luxury Monday night football doesn't have. Plus, Monday night's booth is a disaster. Uh, so that the Booker Mobile, <laughs> yeah, dude, they gotta scrap that. Yeah, thing. They, they need to get Sucks. rid of. They need to bring back Dennis Miller and Tony Kornheiser. Would be an improvement <laughs> on what they have right dude, now. I'll take Tony Kornheiser, <laughs> but Dennis Miller, you can leave in the parking lot. I'd, I'd take both of them over what they've got going on over the Booger Mobile and Jason oh. Witten stumbling through a broadcast. Yeah. Anyways, what I'm looking for is this is one of those uh, moments where the Bears, if they are, you know, a, a team that's on the rise. This is where you go out and prove it. And I think you don't you don't need to go out and win the game. But if you can hang with the Rams, like remember the the final game of the the you know what 2007 season where the Giants 
kind of hung with the Patriots at the end of the game, and they're trying to win that perfect season, and you kind of go, all right, well, there's a little something. Well, they kind of limped into the playoffs that year. They were the sixth seed. They go all the way to the Super Bowl, and, of course, they beat the Patriots with the David Tyree catch and all that, all that thing that happened. But I think you go, hey, we're a young team. Mitchell Trubisky, if he's for real, comes up and plays a big game, and then this defense led by Khalil Mack has a chance to go and slow down one of the best offenses we've seen in recent history would be pretty cool. So it's a big moment for the Bears. Maybe they get trounced. Maybe they hang with them. Hey, maybe they upset them. But uh, I, I think that's kind of a good uh, comparison that you made with the 07 season, the end of it, because really um, you look at uh, you look at the Rams in at least playoff position, and you're going to have to correct me because I always screw up on <laughs> NFL playoffs and whatever. Um, but if it does end up that the Bears, because it looks like now they're going to be a wild card team, uh, or they'll well, no. ha- they'll have to play a wild card they'll play team a wild card game. Yeah. Um, that you know, if they play the Rams in the divisional round, uh, that could be kind of an 07 situation where the Rams run into a wall. It's not yep. the Super Bowl, but it's one of those things where you go, yeah. dude, how good can Khalil Mack be in the playoffs? Well, sure. Well, and I think it's all about your quarterback and how if Mitchell Trubisky's ready for the big stage, and and that's that's why the Sunday night game becomes so important, right? It's kind of all eyes on him. Um, but yeah, so the way it would work is right now, the way the seating is set up, the Rams would be the one seed. You would have the, the saints as a two seed bears would be your three seed and your Cowboys are the four seed Seahawks. Then are my Cowboys, your Cowboys Oh, are the, are the, are, to me. <laughs> are the five seed, but the, or, or the, I'm sorry, the Seahawks are the five seed Cowboys are the four seed. So the way that would work is the winner of the wild card round would determine who plays in the next round. So what they do is the one seed, the Rams would play the lowest rated winner of wild card weekend. Hmm. So they always kind of shift it. So, but yeah, you, sometimes you run into, instead of running into the best team, you run into the hottest team yeah. in those games and you're sitting off of a bye week and it always becomes that rest versus rust uh, thing where you see a lot of teams that get buys, uh, don't come out with that kind of, you know, kick in the pants. And we've seen teams like the Steelers and the Giants and the Packers all come from even the sixth spot in the NFL playoffs and go on to make a Super Bowl and even win it. So it happens it happens all the time. One game is what makes it so interesting in, in the NFL, and that's why, again, your Timbers matchup against the uh, Atlanta oh. FC United is going to be so interesting because it's one game for everything. Can we just – let me just wrap up, uh, just kind of finishing up on this – NFL talk. Can I wrap it up here? I'd like you to, yes. Sam the Mailman at the Better You Today text line 55305. Now, would you do it with Jody, Aries, and Casey Anthony, and you're given a 60% chance to live? That's better than half. So it's, uh, this is a... Uh, Two hotties. What, what do they call it? A devil's uh, neck rub? <laughs> yes, that's right. One's on your feet. And the other one's on your neck, and you're given a 60% chance to live. <laughs> Both of them are smoking hot. Yeah. I'm talking steam heat. <laughs> you wouldn't do that? You wouldn't give it a shot? The list of college football players that will be skipping their bowl game next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. You sit back and listen to some Devo on your Saturday morning. You're welcome. It's far out. So we are one weekend away, one week away, next weekend, the 15th, we start. Is that next week? College Bowl, yeah, today's what, the uh, 7th, 8th, today's the 8th, Yeah. plus 7, 15, there you go. So one week. Yeah. 
from bowl season officially kicking off. You can play the uh, 1080 The Fan College Bowl Challenge if you want to. I believe you win a TV with a sound bar from Encore Audio Video. Dude, I'm trying to get myself a sound bar because I've noticed it's hard for me to hear my uh, my little TV in my house. Well, that's a problem with these flat panel televisions today. No sound. What? I can't hear it. All right. Are you ready for the list? Yeah. Stop me when you recognize a name of the guys that believe that they need to save themselves for the NFL combine. All right. Hit me with it. Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver from NC State, will not be playing in his bowl game. Oh, Kelvin? Greedy Williams, cornerback LSU, will be skipping his bowl game. Oh, yes, his father, Thief Williams. That's the Fiesta Bowl versus UCF, by the way. Okay. If you start counting LSU players that are missing, mm. there's UCF second back-to-back national Obviously, they don't want to play for the Swamp Monster. <laughs> the Swamp Monster is not holding them in. Uh, Justice Hill, running back Oklahoma State, will not be playing in his bowl game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnell Green, offensive tackle for Minnesota. You meant Darnell. No, Donnell. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no A or R. Um, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, Arizona State, is going to be skipping uh, his bowl. Okay, I'll stop you right there. That is the only one that makes sense. Makes sense? Yes. Like, okay, yeah, I could see why you do that. Like, everybody else on that list, it's like, yeah, oh, that's funny that you think you're that important. Ed Oliver, defensive lineman, uh, Houston. Okay, there's another one. Yeah? Yeah, I think Ed Oliver, he probably has something to lose if he played in a bowl game, especially because of the fact that you play for Houston that just took a huge dumpster uh, <laughs> yeah, once Tom Herman left. So Fair enough. Um, let's see. Uh, Rashawn Gary, defensive lineman, Michigan. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker, North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Noah Fant, tight end, Iowa. Tight ends are allowed to sit out of bowl games? Yeah. All right. Jake Butt did. No, he got hurt in his bowl game, didn't he? I thought he sat on his butt. Uh, Debo Samuel, wide receiver, South Carolina. Mm. And now the latest, uh, this morning it was announced, that Will Greer will sit out of the Camping World Bowl versus Syracuse. Uh, He is a fringe uh, prospect for the first round draft for the NFL. And Will Greer, not invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, has already announced that he will not play in the Camping World Bowl. Okay, there's two parts that are very sad to this. The first part is that uh, because Justin Herbert seems like he will not come out for next year's draft, he's going to come back to Oregon next year. That's what a lot of people believe. Uh, Will Greer now is conceivably the best quarterback prospect you have. Uh, People are saying Drew Locke. uh, What's a kid's name from Duke is probably a little bit higher. Those are all very sad names. Um, (laughs) That kid from Duke is a sad name. Yeah, so that's one, the first sad part. The second sad part is that you have a quarterback that believes he is that good, that uh, he is, uh, you know, he, he doesn't trust his team enough to protect him, that he might be, he might get in an injury and he's going to sit on the sidelines in Orlando, Florida, as the Camping World Bowl proceeds in front of him. Now, didn't didn't um, didn't Freeman do this last year? Royce Freeman. Yeah, he did. How weird was that? that he went, and that he went he on went the sideline. Bowl. Yeah. Like, screw you, dude. You're not playing in the game. Get off the sideline. When he came back, when he could have left after his junior year, but he wanted to play for Willie Taggart. Remember, that was the big thing at the beginning of the year. Like, oh, 
If you don't like to hire Willie Taggart, how about this? He convinced Royce Freeman to come back for one more year so they'd have a shot at a title. I don't know what title. Didn't play that well. And then, of course, Willie Taggart left because he's a coward. And now he's going to get fired from Florida State because he's awful. But, yeah, Royce Freeman sitting on the sideline is very bizarre. Here's my question. Mm. If you're camping world, you've paid all this money to be the sponsor of a bowl game. People want to see Will Greer. Isn't it great that he's not playing? Why else would we be talking about the Camping World Bowl right now? And people are going to bring up the Camping World Bowl with befuddlement for, what, two weeks until they actually play the game. This is better for the sponsors, isn't it? I guess so. I I mean, this is my whole problem, really, with the... December 28th against Syracuse. Are you going to watch the Camping World Bowl? No, I won't. And would this, you have if Will Gear? No, I wouldn't okay, either. So there really. you go. So I, I, I just, I, I feel like this plays still into the whole thing of, um, of the college football playoff. It, it, I feel like it's ruined every other bowl because really, even when the BCS was around and you had these kind of bowls, I still paid attention to these ones because yeah. West Virginia was a significant enough team during the season that I went man, they, they really should have gotten to a BCS ball. I want to see how they do in one of these. Now there has been a whole other level that has just stepped up that you say, really, the only important games to me are the uh, final four and maybe one of the New Year's Day bowls. So now we've reversed course. Are you on my track where it's like, let's get rid of any playoff whatsoever and any sort of championship game and just play the bowl schedule and then we'll sort it out at the end? I think it's more go back to the BCS. No, skip the BCS because if you have a championship game, that still draws attention away. What if what if everybody that was ahead of North Carolina or uh, West Virginia lost, and then you go, oh, should we take another look at West Virginia? That's now the whole thing with, is that everybody else will go. Well, why don't you just do a playoff system? But uh, I feel like that's going to cause an even bigger problem. Yeah, it, well, it would certainly eliminate the the Weed Eater Bowl and the Gator Bowl and the... I mean, uh, what's the point of any of those bowls? The warm shot of tartar sauce bowl will be I mean, be people don't even really go to those bowls anyway. I mean, if you watch those on yeah. TV, the stands are just, like, deadly empty. Oh, yeah. They're, well, they're just for sponsors, like the Casino on DVD Bowl. Like, nobody actually watches that. Can I hear from the text line 55305, what was the worst BCS result in your lifetime? I want to hear it. What do you think was the worst BCS result? The thing that really made you go, oh, I have to have a playoff now. This is awful. I, uh. Well, but it's not It's not the result. It's the teams that are left out, and we're going to get a bunch of people going to Oregon. And that's, but that's the same thing that we see with the four-team playoff is I'm sure there's plenty of you know disgruntled people in Columbus this year when you have a you know one-loss uh, Ohio State team. You know, there's not really an argument to get the the Pac-12 in this year, but you know, in years past, you look at it and you go, "How can you leave out one of the major conferences?" So I think those are the big arguments when you're always leaving somebody out. the 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 idea of expanding the playoff where it includes all of your conference champions, at least you have a clear path right to the playoff. You win your conference championship, you go into the playoff. That's the argument I've been making, but maybe I'm wrong in that and just go. Screw it, man. Watch your team. Go and travel and watch your team. Let's not crown a champion the the way that everybody else does. If you're going to keep all 125 or 135 teams or however the hell many are in college football division one, just let them all play it out and we'll sort out the mess at the end because that's kind of what you have to do anyways. Yeah. Get rid of the committee. Get rid of the whole thing. I'm going back old school. I'm going to wait a conversation with Joel Klatt uh, when I filled in with – Dusty and Cam, and I was talking to Joel Klatt, and he was he was making that argument that I've always poo-pooed, which is the every game is supposed to matter in college oh, football. 
But that, but with any sort of playoff, the BCS or whatever, it kind of eliminates that. How many, if you played just the bowl games and you played them regionally, how many of those games would you realistically go, all right, the winner of this could be the champion? Eight, ten? Do you really know? Yeah. It might be more fun. So, anyways. I think also it's hard for us here in the Northwest and anybody really on the West Coast to relate to any of the Bulls this year, or really the past two years, because of the fact that we're not you know, we're not really important anymore. Pac-12 sucks. Yeah, the Pac-12 sucks. They we're did not, not win. The Pac-12 did not win a single award at the College Football Awards. That's any, really anything. sad. Not even best punter, kicker, best long snapper. And even in Washington got to the playoff, I think we all in the back of our minds were like, Okay, like how much will they lose by? Yeah, <laughs> like, we, we really didn't think Washington had all that much of a chance. And really, they had one of the easiest schedules that year. I think mm-hmm. they played Rutgers and Portland yep. State. Like it, it, I think maybe maybe people in different regions of the country right now think of this differently and they actually love the playoff and they think it's great. But, uh, you know, for you and I, I think you and I both have the same opinion, which is like, I feel like those New Year's Day Bulls have lost their significance, and it sucks. Yeah, but but you know what? It might be a factor of what you're exactly talking about, which is the Pac-12 kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> that certainly doesn't help when your best team is Stanford. Who likes Stanford? Who Outside likes of Stanford. Stanford, what's that? Man, everybody likes. Stanford. Nobody likes Stanford. Even when Christian David Mc- Shaw likes. Stanford. Even when Christian McCaffrey was there, and he was the most electrifying player in college football, it was hard to root for Stanford. Uh, you have to admit that. All right. Uh, hey, we'll figure out something to talk about. I wanted to know why we don't bet more. Did you see the bet that Scott Van Pelt made on his show? No, I didn't. All right. Why don't we? Don't we have Hugh Freeze audio? Oh, and then we have Hugh Freeze audio we need to get to as well. Okay. So why, why you and I don't make any wagers and then uh, Hugh Freeze audio? And we will do those both next. But first, the news. I got a voice. I love all right. How's that poll going? Uh, did we put the one up, or which are you watching, uh, the Timbers match or uh, Casino? Nope. Forgot. Are we going to put up another one, too? Come up with another good question. How are our polls doing? Pretty good, actually. We got a lot of response from the um, from the condiment one. Yeah? It's tartar sauce, warm so, tartar sauce. So we got 151 votes here, and, I mean, Tartar sauce is just running away with it. Warm tartar sauce, 55% of you say, would be the worst condiment to take a shot of. All right. What about our movie poll? What are people watching? Uh, movie poll, again, this is what would you rather watch on a dreary, cold uh, weekend like it is right now. Uh, 10% of you say Scarface on TNT. Uh, 21% of you say Godfather on Laserdisc. 33% say Casino on DVD. And then uh, finally, 36% say Goodfellas. On VHS. I think that is is my pick, too. Uh, the fact that I own a VHS copy of Goodfellas somewhere uh, doesn't hurt that. But uh, anybody that picked Scarface on TNT, what are you doing? I actually, I, I like that option just because... It's the lazy guy's option. You don't have to do any work. It is the lazy guy's option. There is nothing better than a three-day weekend and your third day falls on a Monday. And you have like a Sunday afternoon where you woke up late and you get on the couch and you just don't do anything all day and you see Scarface on your Comcast box on the little channel flip and you go, oh, Scarface, I'll watch that for a bit. And you're midway through. Boom, fall asleep, (laughs) wake up. And, you know, an hour later, because it's on TNT, they've had to shorten it by an hour. Scarface is a notoriously long movie. It's nearly three hours. Well, that, but also it takes six hours on TNT because they put in all the commercials during the good parts. Yes, they do. And you wake up, and it's the the scene where Gina tells him that they were going to get married. Yeah. 
How awesome is that? Yeah. I'll take that over having to re-roll my VHS. Listen, you get the rewinder separate from the VHS, so after you're done, you can just pop in another tape, throw it in the rewinder. By the time you get through the trailers on your next VHS, it's rewound and the sound goes away. That's what, how rounders always sound. You're so good with the sound effects. Yeah, well. You are so good. Speaking of sound, uh, we have something uh, that you need to hear. This is Hugh Freeze. He got a new job. What? Where is he coaching, Lamar? Uh, no, it's pronounced Liberty. Liberty, that's where he's at. Yes. Liberty College? Sure. <laughs> okay. Or so, university, I don't know. Doesn't matter. No. Hugh Freeze, uh, if you don't remember, he was the head coach at Ole Miss, and then he bought all those whores and then got fired. I thought he just called all those whores. Oh, maybe he didn't actually use it, but he was using a, a uh, school-issued phone to call uh, escorts uh, and then perhaps uh, meet with them and have sex with them. And using the school's Amex to buy them. Wait, but, what? Potentially. Hold on. The, yeah. anyway. That's just reported. And, uh, and all of this was brought to light because of uh, a guy named Houston Nutt, which just <laughs> adds a whole other layer to the story. But Hugh Freeze finally got another job. He's at Liberty College or University or something of that sort. So he has his introduction press conference, uh, and, and here's what he said. Faith for me is, uh, is believing in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and, and he is the only one I've ever met that can handle my junk. If you know somebody else that can do that, I'd love to meet him, but I, I haven't met that person yet, and he's the only one that can. And <laughs> Wow. One more time. Faith for me is, uh, is believing in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and, and he is the only one I've ever met that can handle my junk. If you know somebody else that can do that, I'd love to meet him, but I, I haven't met that person yet, and he's the only one that can. And Did he say that... The son of God is the only man that can handle his junk, but he's open to audition other men for the job. Yes. Okay. Yep. Start a line. There you go. I'll zip them down and you see if you see if you have the forearm muscle to to just hoist my junk up. Here's here's what I need to know is did he prepare that statement in advance no of course not did he did he know that at some point his character might come into question and he'd have to bring up uh his faith to mm. to kind of you know put the people of liberty at ease that yeah. they've hired the right guy did he plan ahead far enough to know what he was going to say when that inevitably came up and was that what he prepared you know it's obvious that hugh freeze loves jc but sure the real question is how much well, he's letting him handle his junk. Yeah, because apparently that's a lot to uh, let JC handle your junk. Now, I don't know who else can do it better than the Son of God. I would assume the Son of God's pretty good at something like that. Good at everything else. Yeah. Walked well, on water. Hey, if you have an endorsement from Hugh Freeze, what else do you need? This is the same school that hired uh, the AD from Baylor. Is it really? Yes. They oh, hired the AD from did. Baylor, the disgraced AD from Baylor, who was covering up all the students' mess and Art Briles' mess. Jeez. And Liberty. If you've got somewhere to send your children to school yeah. and you only have one choice, just send them to a trade school instead. Why is it that the bad ones always do so good? You remember Old Miss, dude? <laughs> dude, he just drug Old Miss out of yep. the basement. Yeah. You know that Chad Kelly year where they beat Oklahoma, or oh, I'm sorry, Alabama? They beat Al Alabama back-to-back -back years. Oh, right. That's yeah. right. 
Yeah, and they won, uh, I think they won three straight years of bowl games, which yeah. hadn't been done in school history for a while. It's like you get these messed up dudes yeah. who they don't really cheat the system. They just do really stupid stuff. Like and, even the and Baylor, let's be honest, they're probably cheating the system too. Uh, yeah, maybe. But they I, get busted on really stupid stuff. Even the Baylor thing. Like, they weren't really cheating the system in a way. There wasn't a competitive advantage, uh, except for the fact that maybe... Well, they, they should have suspended players yeah. for being terrible human beings, and they didn't because yes. they were terrible human beings themselves. But you know what I mean, though? It's I understand something what that you're is, saying, like, yeah. so friggin' stupid that, like, it's not steroids and it's not cheating directly in the game, but you've done something so dumb and boneheaded that it's like, why couldn't you just follow the rules in that one instance? Hugh Freeze, why couldn't you just buy a burner phone and call the hookers from there? Why? <laughs> What yeah. did that ever cross your mind? Did you consult somebody before calling them? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I think I want to get an escort. What's the best way to go about this? <laughs> well, Hugh, you go down to the seven eleven, there's a burner phone you buy for ten bucks, you put some money on it. Use cash, by the way. Yeah. Don't use a card. Use cash. And make your calls. When administration hands you a, a school issued cell phone and the first question you ask is how do I program in my escort's phone number yeah. in this so I can go buy her, pay for her with uh, yeah. the company credit card? Yeah. Yeah. Go to the office and get the label maker and put it on the phone that says, not for use to call escorts. <laughs> like, does that help you? If, is, does it get in trouble if it's a company uh, label maker? If it's a school-issued label right. maker? And he puts that he on there with a picture of it. I, uh, I just, I, I, I can't believe that. There is uh, one college football game being played of any consequence today. That is Army Navy. Uh, we have a championship uh, for one of our Portland teams. That is the Timbers. You've got the Timberwolves taking on the Blazers. We've got all kinds of things to watch today and over the weekend. Uh, so we are going to introduce you to a new segment we call What to Watch. We will tell you what we're watching and what you should be watching this weekend, and we'll do that next. This show is called The Sinner and the Saint. The radio station is 1080 The Fan. It was pointed out on the Better You Today text line, 55305, that perhaps when he said junk, he was referring to his personal issues and not his member. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be just his member. It would also be the, uh, the danglers. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, you should at least know that he could possibly be referring to that. He needs to be a little. My junk. That, uh, that audio compliments of Hugh Freeze, and that will now uh, be part of our show forever. Good. Thank you, Hugh. Um, all right, so we're going to introduce a, a, a new segment. Uh, this will evolve over the next couple of weeks as we figure out exactly how we want to do it. We will get you beautiful sound and production to go around with it, which will be fantastic. But for right now, we're just going to ease our way into it. We don't want to shock anybody out there that's listening. We don't want to overwhelm them. We'll just ease you into it. But I will point out that uh, our friends at Encore Audio Video are going to support this uh, segment, which we appreciate. So we're going to call it What to Watch. So I'll start with you, Will Darkens. I gave you, before the break, uh, a few choices of things that are going on today. You've got Army-Navy, Timbers. Uh, you've got paint drying. What are you going to watch today now i got two choices right no no you can watch anything you want today what 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 is it sports related on oh, television today okay what's the sporting event that you're most excited about today uh, i think i'll filter in and out of the army navy game because i usually do and it's always kind of fun and then you realize that they run the ball the entire game and <laughs> it's it's great the pageantry of it's really cool you get to look up in the stands and see servicemen and women and it's 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 fun it's a tradition and it uh Otherwise, in an extremely boring sports weekend, it's really great. Uh, also, I'll be keeping my eye on the Blazer game. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, I'm going to probably go pregame on the Army Navy. Uh, always some good stories of people that play the game in the past and what they go go on to in the future. And it's a great way to. Uh, it's a great reason for us to say right now thank you to all the service men and women uh, that may or may not be listening to our show so pass that along and it's a good time of year to remind us of that so good point there but i'm going to try to watch a timbers game i can't promise you that i'll do it but it's on fox so it's easy to find unlike other. i'm gonna try I, hey i'm gonna do my best it's a winner take all game and if they really do fill the mercedes-benz dome with eighty thousand people i'm interested to see how vocal the timbers army will be because there are 1300 people that are going to be part of the Timbers Army that are going to be there. Uh, and if the Timbers win, I think it'll be awesome. Um, the the big complaint I have about soccer has always been, you know, the rules are a little bit bizarre. The, the game against the Sounders, even though they ended up winning the game, even players on the field didn't know that they had what they had to do to win. They thought they won it with an extra time goal, but it was an away goal, but it didn't count as a away goal and extra time. All that crap is ah! gone. Yes, all that crap is gone. And it is just winner take all, which I think is fantastic. And anytime your team can or your city can win a championship, that is great. All right. So what is it this weekend that you'll be finding? Is there anything more intriguing uh, than later on from today? Now, if you found yourself, and this is more of a suggestion than uh, to watch than what I will do, but I'm trying. This is for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. We're working it out. We're figuring it out. Now, if you uh, found yourself uh, pre-gaming to go out tonight and you, oops, accidentally drank too many beers and fell asleep before everybody went out, and you woke up and it's around 10:30, get yourself over to TNT because they're playing Edge of Tomorrow, starring Tom Cruise and Emily <laughs> Blunt. That movie is so frigging sick, dude. That Edge is of one Tomorrow. Of my, Never seen it. Edge of Tomorrow is such a good sci-fi movie. Uh, and it's one of the rare movies that uh, Tom Cruise posts Jerry Maguire. It's actually watchable. Okay. Because every Tom Cruise movie after Jerry Maguire, you're just kind of like, oh, really? I got to watch this? Do you watch Mission Impossible movies? Yeah, no. I watched okay. the first one, and it's fine. And then after that, it's just a mess. Okay, so I got free tickets to watch whatever the last theatrical release was uh, a couple years ago. I, I don't know if the other one just came out or is coming out. I don't know. Mission Impossible. Whatever. Tom's I couldn't, Quest. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in the movie. It is just one long action sequence, but I just re left re going, all right, okay. I was interested in what was going on not sure what the storyline was couldn't tell you any of the other characters in the movie i know it was tom cruise and he was fighting an airplane at one point or or punching a helicopter or something but like it's just far as watching a two-hour action sequence you could do worse uh I, hey dude, tom cruise movies are hard to get now through. in fairness i got the ticket for free i was in, yeah. a, in a theater the, all the environment helped i had very low expectations but i was not disappointed with those very low expectations and of course, post Jerry Maguire, uh, Tropic Thunder. Somebody put up there, uh, five five three show five better you today text on. I put Mission Impossible movies up there with Charlie's Angels movies. Yeah, you watch them, don't you? Uh, no. Oh, Charlie's Angels movies. Those I things know. were dumb, yeah, I dude. Yeah, I don't remember. Those were a, a hot dump on. A I cold think I might have watched one of them. Yeah, you can do worse than Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and you know. No, you really other. can't actually. You can't do worse no, than that. No. Try. If they try did it me. now. Dude, try me right now. Seriously, give me a woman's trio that's worse than Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu. I, I really, I that doubt is... you can do it. <laughs> I, I'm confident that this answer will not be sufficient. Okay, then then we'll do I mean, you, you, you don't want. You could try. 
Um, okay. Yeah, I, I can't see. I can't think of one. It's okay. You You're don't right. have to be hard well, on yourself. Know. Well, no, but I don't even know. I'm trying to think of another trio of women I, in a movie. I know. It's it's terrible. <laughs> Steel Magnolia is yeah. better for you. You you think you I don't even it doesn't even have to be a real movie. You just tell oh, me. Oh, uh, I see, I was trying to think of another okay. movie where they put three women in an action role. You conjure up any movie. It doesn't even have to be action. You conjure up any movie with three headlining women that's worse, that's more unwatchable. Then Lucy Liu, Drew Bramer, and um, uh, Cameron Duez. Uh, Gold, and- Goldie Hawn, uh, Courtney Cox, and Kathy Bates. One more time. <laughs> uh, Goldie Hawn, Courtney Cox, and Kathy Bates. Oh, boy, I'm watching that. <laughs> of course you are. Dude, that's uh, probably a pretty good comedy. Uh, there's two great games that I want to watch this weekend. I'm, I'm going to try to watch every second of Bears, Rams, and then Seahawks, Vikings on Monday night. Um, but I'm probably going to end up watching a Christmas movie. And I wanted to ask you, do you enjoy any Christmas movies? You're a bah humbug guy. Mm, but I do watch The Christmas Story. And uh, it's not because of the fact a they Christmas play. A Christmas Story? Oh, I'm Christmas? sorry. A Christmas Story, whatever. Um, I always end up watching it just because I watched it when I was a little kid. And I know it's kind of like the uh, official uh, going to shove a Christmas movie down your throat for most people these days. But for me, I, I don't know. It just reminds me of when I was a kid. So I always end up watching it. Yeah, it's it's a hard one to beat. You know what yeah. I watched last year that I hadn't watched in a very long time? What? Scrooged. What is Scrooge? Oh, uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah, that's a good one. That's funny. Absolutely delightful and fantastic. But my wife is a huge uh, Christmas movie gal, so we end up watching an absolute ton of them. Somebody says uh, the new Ghostbusters. Oh, there's your trio of women. That's yeah, unbearable. that was worse than. I, yeah, that's close. I started it and I didn't make it through. Really? Oh, did yeah. you buy it or did you go? No, it was on streaming or something. Huh. But we, we we got interrupted. It wasn't like, oh my god, I have to shut this off. Got interrupted. My wife and I think we're watching it and then just never returned to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had that before. I had that with uh, the movie Seven. Really? Yeah. You I, didn't I, like Seven? Se- the very beginning of Seven is so slow. It's really hard to Yeah, but to the get end through. of it's fantastic. You've it caught is. the end of it now, yes? Yeah, I, I have. Uh, Seven is one of those rare movies where I've seen the second half of it and the second half only. Interesting. Yeah, that movie's, I don't know. I mean, I just still, the, there's a lot of vivid imagery and you have uh, Kevin Spacey's Psycho. Because he didn't even come in until the second Believe half of the me, movie. I know. It's. Yeah, I, yeah. I understand it's a good movie. No, no, I, I just. Can you do it? Huh. Very bizarre. All right. Well, that's what to watch. Tight. Got anything better? It worked out all right. We'll yeah, I enjoyed it. We'll sharpen the sword a little bit as we go on when we have great games. Maybe we'll even start uh, smaller and go what to watch for in X game. And we'll pretend to be experts on something. You're going to watch out for the tight end in this battle between Army and Navy. That guy's a real stud. Maybe. I'm just trying. All right. I think we're done. Thank you, Will Darkins. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Faith for me is uh, is believing in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and, and he is the only one I've ever met that can handle my junk.